that's a very nice uh, question, actually. Um, I, I recognize that there has been a lot of advancement in, um, in soft robotics, and it's still an open field with so many more applications and um, you know, inventions to be made. Um, somehow, what I recognize is that they go along um, some some kind of service application. So almost like, um, yeah, building actuators, better actuators, better sensors, better robots for some particular tasks, service tasks. And um, towards our ambitious ambition as roboticists to develop a, a greater intelligence um, from what we have already achieved, I think that um, these soft robots and robotics in particular are missing uh, some homeostatic aspects. And this relates to what we have just discussed. Uh, some kind of capabilities that give them this sort of incentive to survive. And uh, I think this has been the push in an evolutionary uh, manner to improve our intelligence, the need to survive. Um, we, I, I've, I've seen various groups working on um, self-healing um, robots or resilient robots, and I think this is uh, kind of the first steps towards implementing those kind of homeostatic capabilities in robots. So, so uh, adding Dana's point, uh, Dana has been working on robotic implant, a soft robot uh, that is let's say forcefully in, embedded inside the human body and forcefully, forcefully put into a context that it needs to uh, be functional uh, in such an extreme condition for such a long period. So for the robot um, being able to cope with such a context, it itself uh, shouldn't uh, stand mm. out uh, completely uh, at a different think in that for the context and environment happening in that person's human body but somehow has to start seeking an interaction in a fruitful manner to uh, provide uh, fruitful benefits for both sides and that's a starting of seeking an incentive as an individual entity but as a part of a bigger system yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so um, I, I, I would like to continue a little bit on, uh, yeah, because he's stepping into my area. So, um, yeah, we, we build the robotic implants that need to stay inside the body for a while, um, could be weeks, months, or years. And so, obviously, um, in such cases, the safety is most important. And unlike in other applications where, um, let me think, maybe field robotics, if the drone breaks or um, the rescue robot breaks, you can immediately replace it. You cannot do the same with an implant or, you, you know, you, you need to avoid doing that um, to, um, to avoid further interventions and even the safety of patients. So... Um, I think um, we've seen similar similar problems uh, or challenges with uh, 
robots sent on planets like the um, Mars robot. We need to make sure that such a robot that is placed inside a difficult to access place um, is 100% operational for uh, during all the time. And so we need to figure out what are the uh, how to identify faults, how to compensate for faults. Um, and so apart from that th therapeutical interaction with the tissue, we also need to take greater care of the resilience of that implant, um, how it can maintain its operation all the time.